Electric guitarists, if you want your worship team to sound bigger and more spacious, then do what I just did. Tape up over half of the frets of your instrument and vow that you're never going to play there again on a Sunday. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Blueprint Sounds. My name is Nathan Smith. Thanks for joining me. Today we're going to talk about the role of the electric guitar in a little bit more detail. But before we do, go to my website blueprintsounds.com and I have a free gift for you. It's called Five Elements of a Full Sounding Worship Team. It's a free training for you and your team that helps each member of the team understand what their role is and how to stay out of each other's way and get a full and spacious sound. Not only is it great for your worship team, it's really good for your worship text to understand what the different elements add and how they can achieve balance between those different elements. So again, go to blueprintsounds.com to get access to that free training. So let's dive into the electric guitar and how we can help it out on Sunday mornings. So let's talk about the electric guitar and staying in your own lane. You may have heard that adage, especially if maybe you gave somebody advice that they didn't want. They would say, stay in your lane, bro. But think about actual lanes and highways. There was a time in American history where there were no lanes on highways. Nobody had painted them on the roads. That's terrifying because nowadays we have eight lane highways and accidents are actually quite minimal because everybody knows where their lane is, right? And we can see clearly when we're in our lane and when we're not in our lane. It saved millions of lives and we take it for granted. To the point where if we're on a road that doesn't have painted lines, it's a little bit weird. Well, the same is true in music, except your instrument doesn't have painted lines. That's because it's so varied and it's, it, you have such a wide range of where you could go. It depends upon how many instruments you've got. It depends upon the arrangement of the song. Say if you're in a trio where you've got bass, drums, and guitar, like Stevie Ray Vaughan or Jimi Hendrix, you've got a lot of room as an electric guitarist. But when you start adding more and more instruments, the sound gets bigger, but your lane narrows. It gets smaller and smaller. And the problem that I see is that a lot of electric guitarists don't realize that their lane has gotten smaller. They don't know where they're supposed to play, so they end up crashing into other instruments like the acoustic guitar and the piano and and the vocals and everybody. And because it's not a life and death situation, They're blissfully unaware that what they're doing is totally wrong, and everybody in the audience just thinks, it sounds bad, but I don't know why. Well, today, I want to tell you exactly where your lane is, and I can prove it. So if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see this, but I've taped my guitar with blue tape from fret 0 to fret 4. So all of those strings, all of those frets are now off-limits. Everything in what we call open position, right? The first chords that you learned as an uh, acoustic or electric player, G, D, E minor, C, all gone. I've also taped up everything from zero all the way up the neck on the bottom three strings. So everywhere that you would play power chords if you were in a rock band in high school, right? Think of your favorite, you know, big band Creed or Nirvana or Pearl Jam and playing those power chords and sounding awesome with distortion. Not an option anymore. So that just leaves us fret 5 and above and only strings 1, 2, and 3. Electric guitarists, that is your lane when it comes to Sunday morning. Now, I said I can prove that it's better, and I will show you that it's better. 
So we're going to listen to three musical examples, same exact chords, G, D, E minor, C. And I'm going to play in three different ways. The first way is with those open chords in the blue region where you're not supposed to play. And let's listen to what happens to the entire sound of the band. So here's the problem with playing open chords. Well, number one, the acoustic guitar was playing the exact same chords. So just doubling what the acoustic guitar does is not helpful because you mask the acoustic guitar. The acoustic sounds really pretty when you play those open chords. It sounds nice and glassy and the wood and the steel. The electric, by contrast, sounds harsh really, really fast in that open position. Plus, your rhythm and the acoustic's rhythm are probably not going to align perfectly unless you have practiced for a long time, which means that rhythmically there's going to be a rub and you're just going to be adding gunk. So that's the first problem. The second problem is that there's other areas of the, the sound that are just waiting to be explored that you could have gone to, but you didn't. And that leaves a gaping hole in that part of the sound. All right, let's listen to our second example, power chords. So in this example with the power chords, I'm sure the electric guitarist feels like he's doing a big thing. He's like, yeah, I'm rocking out just like I did back in high school. The problem is the band he had in high school that he was trying to emulate was two guitars, bass, and drums. He didn't account for the fact that we added an acoustic guitar and a synth or a keyboard or an organ or two more harmony vocalists. There's way too much going on for him to take that big a piece of the pie. He needs a much smaller role. So what you heard, or what you didn't hear, I should say, is that the electric piano and the acoustic guitar disappear under the weight of all of that electric guitar down low. So the electric sounds good, but it actually has the reverse effect of making your band sound smaller. He wanted a big sound, so he went for power chords. The electric sounds big, but the band now sounds small. Ouch. All right, let's go to our third example, and now I'm playing arpeggios up out of the way of the blue tape in my lane. Much better. So the big difference there is I'm playing in my lane. I've gotten away from the blue tape and I'm playing up at fret seven and all of a sudden you can hear other instruments because I'm riding over the top of the electric piano and the acoustic guitar. But the second thing that I'm doing is I'm very rarely playing on beat one. 
Why? Because beat one has a lot of energy. The drums hit there, the bass hits there, the electric piano hits there. Well, another instrument just hitting on that region is just going to mask those other instruments. But if I wait and play later in the measure, it sparkles. It's like, oh, wow, you filled up the... Now there's something cool happening in this section of the measure where there didn't used to be. That's the secret. Getting out of the way of other instruments isn't just a spatial thing, although it very much is that. Playing up at fret 7 is better than playing in open position. It's also about timing. Getting away from somebody else's space in the measure where they play and going finding your own room to play makes your electric guitar sound better. It makes your sound guy's job easier because he doesn't have to mix you. You mixed yourself in time, and suddenly you can hear the entire band and it sounds full. So it's counterintuitive. You took a smaller piece of the pie, and you made your band sound fuller as a result of it. Now, electric guitarists, I realize that since high school, you may not have picked up more chord voicings than open chords and power chords. That worked in your high school band. It doesn't work in a modern worship team. But I created a course just for this purpose. It's called Sparkling Electric Guitar. I'll leave a link in the description below so that you can get access to that course and learn how to leave space and make your band sound bigger and fuller instantly. Hey, I hope that helps you. I want your worship team to sound big and full, but it means that you're going to have to get a little bit more sophisticated in the chords that you choose and leave a little bit more space. But everybody is going to win as a result. Before I go, make sure to go to blueprintsounds.com and check out that 45-minute training, Five Elements of a Full-Sounding Worship Team. Until next week, God bless and goodbye.